Hello and welcome to episode two of Hey Mando, a Mandoverse review show on the Merc with the Movie Blog Network. I am your host, Dean Lewis. How are you doing? We have, for a second time in a row, it is unheard of. Here we dress. I mean, you did pay me a lot of money, so that kind of sweetened the deal. Yeah, talk about prom night flashbacks. <laughs> wow. The self burns. Those are the best kind of burns. Wow. Yes. Anyway, made me spill my water, which is not something I want to be doing in this show. It's a valuable resource. I need to, you know, I've got a train on the way any minute now. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We are talking about episode two of the Book of Boba Fett. And we pick up pretty, you know, no drastic time jumps. I mean, we get them within the episode, but from last week, we're going straight in. And, man, this show's really nice to look at. It's beautiful. It's really nice to look at, for the most part. There's a couple of shots later on. Don't love. But, yeah. Where Where's my notes? I've got something here. So he's... um. He's coming in. He's got the prisoner, the ninja dude from last week. Everyone's favorite ninja. And he's ruthless. What's, what's going on? We talked a little bit about this last week with, like, the morals and how he's, like, transitioning from, like, you know, brutal bounty hunter to, like, peaceful. We see it in the flashback as well, though. He's just, this is this is his new creed, his motto. But it seems like it's moving up and down because last week... He was like all nice about it, and Fennec Sham was the one kind of throwing the shade. And now this time he's like, you know, I'll take your fucking head if you want. Like, he, how do you want to do this? It's all a ploy to get information. If he's just like, please tell me what you know. Do you think he's going to say anything? But what happened to rule him with respect and not fear? Is that part of the that, lesson the, that he's got to learn? They tried to kill him. <laughs> I feel like that stuff goes out the window when so you know what? Like, yeah, I will respect you up until the point that you try to murder me. Just just saying. Like, I, I'm not going to be like, you know what? Still chill. We're still buddies. Tell me. Sit down. What's going on? What's going on with you? Come on. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah, I guess. And I suppose your logic of, like, empty threats just to get information rings true because he does send the poor fool into the Rancor pit Getting excited. Got excited. There's no rancor there. He just drops you in there. But Did then what happened? Did you expect happens? there to be? No, I thought there would be something there. Or maybe like some other, you know, like whoever the last dude who got, you know, thrown down in there, just make them live with each other, start a sitcom. <laughs> be a very short-lived sitcom. I don't know if they get fed down there. Yeah. Rancor and Roy. Anyway. I don't know why he's Roy. Is it because it just <laughs> it just makes sense to rhyme it with Rancor? Yes. Anyway, so no Rancor, so it's empty threats. What happens when these guys are like running back afterwards and like Boba Fett sent me into the Rancor pit? There's nothing there. And then word gets out and the whole criminal empire just starts falling apart again, you know? Then what? I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> How would you for the run later. a criminal empire? 
you're at you you look you're, you're looking at me and you're asking me how I'd run a criminal empire. Yes, you. I'm very small. I'm 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 unintimidating. I'd have to have other people that make me look scary. So <laughs> smaller, less less threatening people than me. That's the only way I think I could ever appear intimidating enough for people to to, to respect me. <laughs> look, you clearly got your own Funko Pop empire. There's, there's some shady Slowly shipping de- deals going on. So that's fine. So um, we, we're going to see the mayor, and we're talking about the Nightwind, which is, as we find out, the group of the ninjas. And do we, you know, I don't know if I missed something here, but do we establish that the um, the Hut twins are the ones that are sending these, or are these guys coming from someone I mean, else it's that hev- we don't It's know heavily about? implied. It's heavily implied. And the fact that they treat him like, a, oh, that's so cute. Oh, you're going to do that, are you? Are you Boba? Because that's how it came across. It was so damn patronizing. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like if um talking about like the um the Hut twins, which mm-hmm. I mean I don't want to say that they're all twins because they, you know, it's hard to tell the difference between a hut and another giant slug. But I kind of feel like they were too soft. Like they didn't seem like they had any power or any of the control going on there. They're just like, well. We're not going to kill you because it's messy. It's like, why not? You're not the ones who are going to clean it up. Like, he's not, he's got no like other groups or like affiliations who are protecting him. I just kind of felt like they, you know, we brought in two huts finally and they just kind of chumped him a little bit. Is that just me? Part of a greater plan. See, I knew you knew how. I mean, I don't think we've seen the last of them, is what I'm saying. No. And I don't think they're oh, going to be like catch you. <laughs> That's catcher in Hutties, I guess. Um, made me wonder though, like, did, did Leia just flat out murdered one of them? And oh, like, did she ha- did she have any repercussions? Because they're saying you just you, you're not allowed to kill a hut, but she just strangled one in front of his whole his whole group, like royalty. I, I don't it. know. I haven't spoken to her lawyer. I'm not sure how much trouble <laughs> she's in. Layers, lawyers. Yeah. There's another sitcom waiting to happen. Like how you're just using this as a jumping board for other sitcoms within just, the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I hope you're writing these down, Josh. You're getting gold here, mate. <laughs> we go to the um our music is so great in this episode, by the way. Um like really good use of like percussion and like tension. It's just constantly building throughout like each like chunk of the um of the episode. It's not really so much scenes as it is like three or four just like big sequences, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, but the reason I was getting to the music because they walk into this bar, you call it a bar, it's like a casino or something, whatever it is. And he's having the conversation with the um, the two-headed haired lady. I, I don't know the names. The Twi'lek? There we go. That's the one. And the music just stops for, like, dramatic effect for no reason. Because they can he- Can you not hear the drums? Did you not hear the drums in the background? I can hear the drums. 
So they know who's coming and they've got Boba Fett there. Do you not think that's going to put them a little bit on edge? I suppose so. But does, does, does the big blue drummer guy, does he, does he really know? Is he really tuned into who's who in the, the, the criminal underworld? I'm sure, no, because that's what they said when every time that Boba's appeared, that he hasn't had his, you know, uh, hasn't been brought in. And I'm pretty sure that's always part of the the ritual is that there's drums involved. So they know that they're coming. That's how every time Boba's appeared somewhere, they're like, we didn't know you were appearing. It's because generally they get a bit of a warning with the, the old drumming. Yeah, which is just another way of just showing that he's not being treated in the way that people would normally be treated in this situation. Partly because he's handling it differently, being a little bit flip-floppy, if you ask me. But I'm not running it. in what way? Hi, Ben. Yeah, was... yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, people complained I... that nothing happened in the first one, and this one sh showed them completely. Yeah, I mean, stuff happens, but pretty slowly. In this, um, you think that was slowly? Sometimes... There's a train heist. All right, the train was pretty There's quick. There's a the... motherfucking train heist in this thing. All right, but and the you were telling me this was slow? slow? What Western have you seen where it's like thing after thing after thing and a train heist and then we go here and we do this? That town square is in some weird little black hole vortex where time passes at like 5% speed because every time anyone walks through that fucking town, everyone just stops and just like... Mm, for like five minutes. It's, do you mean it's watching Boba? Like, yeah, but it's every. Do we need to reestablish that? Like, new, he's the new leader of the cartel, effectively. Wouldn't you be like watching him, going, "Oh my god," because yeah. they don't know him. They at least with the huts, they know what they're getting. You don't know how uh, a species or a person, because he's not really a person, but you know, <laughs> Boba Fett. You don't know how he's going to rule. Whereas with the huts, you just know. You know what you're going to get from this. It's a lot more unnerving the unknown. Yeah, no, I think that we know that they're, like, scared and confused. And I just feel like that's been established. And do we need to keep doing it? Like, so the cynical side of me thinks, like, are they just, like, trying to kill a few extra minutes? You know, save some money. This was a much longer episode. I'm sure if they wanted to... to... Yeah. Yeah, they could have trimmed it down and there wouldn't have been, like, it would have been a 28-minute episode or anything. Yeah, if you cut out all the um the slow motion walking in this episode, it's the same length as last week's episode. Like, even the huts were moving quicker than he was, and they're getting carried by a whole army of little servant dudes. So, still pretty slow. It's fine. It builds tension. Sorry, it's just say scary. you hated the episode and be done with it already. I do not hate the episode. <laughs> I really enjoy the episode, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I wish things could be moving a little bit sharpish from time to time. You know, you know, it doesn't help because we're in this desert landscape, right? So it just makes everything just feel just wide and drawn out. So do you and... just hate the scenes with C-3PO and R2-D2 where they're just traveling through the desert because they don't move very fast? No, I love those scenes, but, you know, those are from oh, a movie it's just, made it's in just, the 70s. It's just Boba Fett. I get it. Just say you hate it's, him then. I don't hate him. He's fine. 
he's more than fine. But for the purposes of this bit that we're going to go down, he's fine. I just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? It does get everywhere. It's fine. It's all over my screen. That's how That's how everywhere it gets. It's gone from a galaxy far, far away, and now it's engulfed my screen, and it's all I'm dealing with, and I feel like I've been in sand for a million years. I don't hate it. <laughs> try, try and say it one more time. You might be convincing the second time. Something, all right, all right, so here's something. We're going to... We're going to swerve a little bit here. Fennec Shand has, like, one line in this whole freaking episode. Like, you've... No offence, but it wasn't a, It wasn't her episode. It wasn't a her and no. Boba episode. It was about Boba and how he got to where he was because mm -hmm. we still have to connect those dots with how he how he uh, left the Raiders and how he got his own his own staff and everything like that. I think that it didn't need yeah. to be her episode. I don't believe that you need to have a, a, like, I love her. Do not get me wrong. But I think this was about Boba more than it was Fennec. Yeah. My question is though, because they, they kind of sell it up coming out of Mandalorian and in like a little bit in the first episode of this is like, you know, they're much more like a duo. Do you, would you want more Fennec Shand or, are you okay with them just having her in this role? Would you like the ratio to change at all as the show progresses, or would you rather just stay on Boba? I I think it should just be balanced to how the narrative of the episode goes. I think it worked because she didn't need to be saying much in this because, no offence, there wasn't a lot that happened between the duo. It was yeah. all about Boba and the train heist and all of that kind of stuff that I think it didn't need to be. And I think it will probably change again next episode, depending on where the narrative structure goes. Do you think we'll see um, more of her side of the story if we presumably we're going to move further on from the flashbacks and he's going to meet Fennec Shand? We're going to maybe elaborate on the scene from Mandalorian where you kind of just mm -hmm. see the feet at the end and all of that stuff. Maybe that episode could start with a Fennec Shand flashback and then dovetail right in with where we presume that she meets Boba from yeah potentially Mando I would like more that's what I'm saying I know it's called the book of Boba Fett so it's literally like his biography but she's in the show you've got a talent there so I'm hoping that we do get more of her as we go on but you're right it, it, not for this episode it didn't need it but I'm just hoping for more fine you know i'm out here repping the females you know it's fine you don't agree that's okay okay oh we i'll tell you who we haven't talked about and i thought josh told me the name of this character before we came on and i've forgotten it already but this evil fucking wookie it's your wookie right i'm not it's getting black kirstan i can't remember how to pronounce there's a lot of r's in it Right. So is this a character that's been in other stuff? Star Wars -y comics. He actually teams up with Boba Fett in the comics. And is that set before or after this? Presumably after. Must be before because I don't think Boba's that well into like I don't actually don't know. I haven't read it, so I can't tell you where in the timeline it is. Cause, cause they do the, the the classic thing of like 
you know, I'm just going to call call him Evil Wookie because I've forgotten it again already, where it kind of just stares him out for a little while. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, they're just doing that classic bounty hunter stares at the target kind of thing. But now you're saying that maybe there's there might be some history between them. Or it could just be it. It just could be fan, a fan service knot. I don't think every character that has to come into it has to have a ultimate meaning. Sometimes a thing is just a piece of fan service for being a piece of fan service. I don't know, man. That that Wookiee is giving hard stink eye. You can't be giving hard stink eye like that to our main character in their show and not not get something. I'll be disappointed if I don't see the evil Wookiee get get a couple of slaps, to be honest. You're clearly asking for it. Wow. Oh, you're going to root for the evil Wookiee? It's called an no, evil I'm... Wookiee, Jess. Like Kastan. Thanks, Kastan. You spelled Thank evil you. Wookiee wrong. Terrible. This He's got a the kind name. Of support I've got, He's got a name. Here. Jeez. Okay. Well, we're just going to call them all, you know, black Wookiees. It's, it's, <laughs> evil Wookiees, that's fine. Rather than, you know, got like yellow, like glowing yellow eyes. He's pretty evil. He's a badass. I like it. He's like an Orokai from Lord of the Rings or something. Like an Orokai Wookiee. Wurukai, trademarked. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the evil Wookiee and also that whole scene with the hearts really reminded me of, um, like, there's a scene like that in like every season of Breaking Bad where, like, they're talking about, stay off my territory and all that stuff, which is fine. Not seen Breaking Bad. And welcome to episode one, season one of our recap of Breaking Bad. We're going to go from the down to the top. We're going to cover all of this. No, we're not. But maybe that's another pitch, Josh. Keep listening. Yeah. Yeah, I look, it wasn't me. wasn't me. We are staying on target. So... Talking about um like the ratio of like the Fennec to Boba stuff, how do you feel about like what? Back on this. No, what I'm gonna say is how do you feel about like how much time we're spending with Boba in like the present day versus how much time we're doing in the flashbacks? You think it's like moving the story along too slowly, or you 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 know No, I I I enjoy like I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed the flashback part of it. I enjoyed watching him train with the Tuscan Raiders and you know learn their ways and ultimately like not even develop a respect but almost a, a friendship and a bond with them. Like you know he could yeah. have quite easily taken off once he once he you know stole a speeder and he didn't. He came back to help them to do the train because he wanted to to help. It's it's yeah I I like. Yeah getting more fleshed out character from him. Yeah, he definitely levels up within the um the ranks of the um the Tuscan Raiders. Cause we see last episode, you know, he helps them out a little bit. He goes from being like a prisoner to like, okay, we'll 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 let you like not be a prisoner and eat and, and everything. And now he's like gone up a step. He's fully like he's got the, the garb. He's doing the the smithing rituals, making the weapon and everything. He, they're learning stuff weapon. as well. Such a great weapon. It reminds me of, so there's a Māori weapon that's a, a ceremonial staff and it's called a tayaha. 
and it's very similar to so when I watched Temiura Morrison using one it reminded me of like all the rituals in Maori culture that that are similar with the staff being a position of like, being a symbol of power so I really love seeing him wield a weapon like that well I'm glad you brought that stuff up because I was going to ask about that stuff and I didn't know any of the the names or the words and if I did I wouldn't have said it like like that and I wouldn't have tried sorry sorry culture fans I wouldn't have even tried because I would have fucked it up I don't think culture most people know unless you you're well in tune with you know Maori culture you wouldn't know that there we've got staffs and things like that that are ceremonial in nature yeah so this this, this staff though and I don't want to be too nitpicky here because I know you're oh no you've been you've am. been super chill about it before up until now so you know I think I think you deserve this this one nitpick. Right, thank you. So it's a wooden staff, and they're training him to fight with it, and it's got a cool funky shape, whatever. And he they they're knocking him down constantly, and then the raiders like you need to move your hands in like by like this much, but like this much. He adjusts his hands, and now all of a sudden. It's like a super weapon. He's taking them all down. He's really good with it. It is just a wooden stick. What, yeah, what but have I you mi- ever tried to wield one where it's top heavy? The position of where your hands are makes all the difference. It's like the same as with a baseball bat, with a golf club. There's a certain way of holding it that's going to wield the most power. It's the exact same idea with a staff. But it's so tiny little bit. And all of a sudden, he's like in the gang fighting just as well as they are. And that's the weapon we're going with, like. I'm sorry. What other weapon would a Tuscan Raider have that you deem worthy? I don't know, like a sand grenade or something. So, so a thing they're <laughs> going to make up an entirely new weapon just so you Boba Fett can look a little bit cooler because you don't you no, don't respect the the, the, don't want him... the ways of their people. No, it does look really cool. That's it. That's the one thing it does do. I'm just. It's the logic and everything else that that kind of devalues it a little bit. Here we go. Physics. Thank you. Thank you. Um, gravity's your friend, kids. Just make sure you get the right branch. Also, apparently, the wood is denser if you cut the branch while you're tripping balls. Otherwise, why do you need to do it while you're tripping balls? You just get the branch, make the weapon. Am I just missing the point? It was part of his spiritual journey. I think he needed to choose the right branch for him. I, that's what I presumed that was about, was his the spiritual journey that he went on when he sucked the lizard up his nose was to like to to drive him towards the... Because it seems like they've got their own mythos, uh, the Tusken Raiders, and I think that it's like Harry Potter's wand where the, the branch chooses you type of deal. And I think that's what the whole point of that that sequence was, was so he chose the correct branch for him. So that's an Ollivander situation, core of Phoenix Feather or something. Can we talk about this lizard? I'll be tired to talk about this lizard. He brings out the little pod. It's like, I've got something here that's going to help you. And at, so first I'm, at first I'm thinking, oh, you know, it's going to be like a liquid or a powder and it's going to be a classic, like, hallucination spiritual journey scene mm-hmm. and he's, this is going to help you find your way and then he opens it up and it's a lizard and i'm thinking his face oh. his reaction is the best part 
it's probably it's the like, same oh, as mine. Thank you. Cool. It's like when your grandma gives you socks for like the thirteenth year in a row, and you have to pretend like you're super enthused about it. Like, great. Thanks, I grandma. I'm so excited about the lizard, though. Unlike the if socks. my grandma's watching, I do love my socks. This is this was a totally out of the air thing. It's fine. It's fine. Why have a lizard? Them. Women love lizards. Nope. So anyway, I love the lizards. <laughs> lizards are for all genders. So here's the thing. He opens the thing with the lizard and I'm looking at it and I'm all, I've am i got these images in my head of like, we're going to get a cute animal sidekick. He's going to like sit on his shoulder. He's going to be telling him like where all the desert Did you notice stuff that is. the lizard wasn't in present day stuff? Yeah, I... I had it planned out in my head that in like episode three or four, we were going to build up this relationship with the lizard and the lizard was going to die and I was going to feel something before I can picture this emotional journey in my head. But lizard jumps up his fucking nose. I'm like, well, there goes my, my love story with the lizard. So, you know, he's going to be on his shoulder, like whispering in his ear he was gonna he was gonna bond with the lizard the same way that he learned the ways of the the raiders and no it just goes up his nose it's not so, a Dis- it's not a disney princess film he's not getting a cute little animal sidekick as much as he's going to do a break out into a random song about what he wants we were so close we were so close and we don't get a random little song we, we do get a dance i, I, I can I, it's not really a dance i don't know if i should call it, is, it, a dance. it can be a ceremonial dance because um, my only frame of reference for that is like rugby. I'm like, that looks like. It's not that a haka. I'm going to tell you that now. It's not a haka. Uh, this is why I'm. This is why you're on the show. I'm here for the culture. Yes. I'm the cause... cultural attaché. Yeah, and and I'm the, the British person who has no culture. So we need to bring somebody else on to provide the culture. I provide the charisma, you put it together. And do you like the train high sequence? Dog. Yes, let's do the train high sequence. I love it. Like, I loved him training them all up. I also love the quick um, moment where he steals the bikes and you get that shot where it's just like he took the one bike and then it's like, nope, he's dragging them all along. Yeah, that's smart. Why would you leave the two bikes there? Because they're just going to come back. Yeah, but why would he go into the bar? He could have just taken the, the bikes from outside and not had to engage in violence, which is apparently how he wants to operate. No, he's becoming that. Yeah, but he could have helped himself and just hot-wired the bikes outside the bar, never gone in, and I just felt like that was only there because they wanted a fight scene. And it was a great mm-hmm. fight scene, but... It was a great fight scene, especially after that parkour thing we had last week. That was such an improvement, such an improvement. It was so cool watching Boba fight properly. I've been hearing a lot of this parkour hate in Star Wars the last week, and I don't think it's fair. You can't just claim parkour and say that you can't have that in Star Wars. when you're No, it was all- a terrible parkour scene. That's the problem. My, once again, if you were listening last week, my problem was with the fight scene in general that they're just stabbing them all one at a time. I did, okay, I will admit I talked to other people, people who are far smarter than I, and they're like, because they've got a shield, a wall, a shield wall, 
And if the, too many of them are poking at the same time, it breaks down the defenses and they can get out. So that's the only credit I can give that scene is, oh, they were doing it one at a time so that they didn't have too many flaws in their shield wall. That's strategic. And that's probably not even what they were trying to do. Yeah, it like, didn't look like that. They could have no. sold that much better. But yes, this this fight scene was tons better. Tons better than the, the, the parkour shield good. fight scene did we need the couple at the um at the table like again, that's actually just... a call back to a deleted scene from i think a new hope it's an easter egg are you winding me up i'm not winding you up okay I, that sounds that sounds fun i've I, I never would have picked up on that yeah so that's what the couple was for it was an easter egg for people who are really hardcore fans which when I first saw the guy sitting at the table, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be that douchey guy from Mandalorian, isn't it? The one that was, like, trying to be all Han Solo and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I thought, oh, it's going to be that guy, and then maybe he's going to get, like, taken out, and that would have been fun. But, no. yeah, it's just... It's hard, man, because there's so many, like, cliches and tropes that are just employed in this, and I, I don't know if it's just... Are like they relying what? on too much... Well, again, you know, like the, the couple at the bar, the the gang, the gang start yeah, picking but that on was, them, that then was, the that hero a, comes in. It was an Easter egg. That's a pretty obscure Easter egg. That's not, it's not even an Easter yeah, egg for something so that's in the movie. I would prefer that over something that's blatantly in your face and so like, ooh, look, it's definitely an Easter egg. I don't know, man. It's starting to sound like homework to me. But... You didn't have to do it. It was just for people in the know. I'm not in the know because I've got no culture. I get it. So train heist. <laughs> All right. So these train people, right, who they just ride past. I'm pretty sure they're called the Pikes, if I've got that correct. Yeah. Figures. So the train people are coming past on the train. We find out later that it's a trade route, which is weird to me because it's all like flat desert like you really need to have that be a trade route it's fine but uh, why are they shooting the raiders what is their beef are they just having fun on the way because there's no there's no threat there so i don't know if they establish that at all i'm really intrigued by this because i'm just thinking you know these are like spice you don't think there's racism in star wars you don't think that there is just pure hatred between races no of course there is and that's that's what so I'm wondering. Would it not just that... be just be a drive-by at that point? Yeah, but it's a, <laughs> it's, a it's a Star Wars drive-by. But you, when you're doing a drive-by, you do a drive-by. When you're doing a, but you know, a big drug transfer across the planet, and you're just gonna do a drive-by in your own time. You're at work here, smuggling spice in the desert. Why not two and you're birds just one shoot. stone? They didn't slow down the train to shoot them. They just kept going, and they're like, "We'll just pop some Tuscan Raiders as we're going past." Yeah, it's savage, and it reminded me of like fox hunting, which I guess is probably kind of like the point, you know. But also, if you were horse racing and then fox hunting at the same time, that's what these guys are doing but again talking about cliches and tropes have you sick of train stuff people on top no. of trains 
I'm sorry, do people get sick of train stuff in every goddamn Western movie? No. I know they they can't they they did stop making westerns for a while eventually. I know, you know. but with what? So you got one other, you got one other TV show, and you're like, oh, stop! There's so much, so many train highs. It's always the same stuff. They're going along the side. Somebody gets knocked off. They get pulled back up. Then the hatches open. You didn't open. like the train high sequence? I thought it was fantastic. No, I. It's really well done. It's really well executed, um, paced, and you know, it's. I was invested in it, but I'm just also aware that I saw a scene very similar to this in The Mandalorian. I've seen a scene very similar to this in Back to the Future Three, and everything. I'm sorry, so you can't do any scene. I'm sorry. Okay, so by the way, if there's any like people from the the marvel studios watching you can't do a big fight at the end because they've done it in every other marvel film come on guys you can't do a big boss battle because dean said if something happens a couple of times before it's not allowed anymore you heard it here first you can do it just do it differently you know how how can you make a train heist different a train has set things that it does you've got a hover train you could go underneath you could do some stuff why does it even need to be a train the the idea of a hover train though it must have some sort of gravitational pull to keep it above so if you go under there there's every chance you're just going to get squished then fine let me see a, a, a tuscan raider get squished give me some fun it doesn't need to be a train we, we got spaceships. Why do you not pick up the spies here? They've done space in every other Star Wars film. And they've done trains in every other film. So I know, but your, your, your argument is that you can't do a train sequence. But hey, let's do a, do a space battle. I don't want a space battle. What I'm saying is like a suborbital atmospheric vehicle of some kind. So you could just pick up the spies, go along here, and then just drop it where you need to drop it. Like, what are we doing here, people? What are we doing? You're not going to get on side with this at all. I know. It's fine. No, I really love the train sequence. I love the train sequence. It's just been a whole whole half an hour of you telling me how much you don't like it, but you love it. (laughs) I like it, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to say what I see and... You know, I like what I see, but I've seen it before. That's what I'm saying. We're just not breaking any new ground. A lot of the stuff in this episode is like, feels like moments from either Mandalorian or, you know, a lot of this episode even like mirrors the previous episode of this show, which, you know, it's the same show. It's going to feel like the same. But even some of the beats. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that train had to have rails. And you're telling me that that was set 30 years before this and, they, and it's taken them that long to have rails and they've not developed any other kind of transportation for the spice. You know, and it didn't go well in Solo either. So don't tell me there's no precedent for, for not wanting a train in Star Wars. <laughs> Let me stew in it. That's fine. I don't hate it. I'm just going to take the hell out of it. Yeah. So while we're shitting on cultural customs in the Star Wars universe, we're just going to throw the bodies of the fallen raiders on the fire and attract sandworms. I'm not picking that apart. 
don't worry. Do you not think it's a spiritual thing like Vikings used to burn their dead? Because I thought it was maybe a spiritual thing that they get returned back to the earth in that way. Because do you want to dig and bury bodies in the sand? No, I, I, of course it's a spiritual thing. And no, you don't want to dig holes. But also, you know, throughout this episode and last week, we've just got creatures popping up out of the sand for any reason. You smell it like so a whole mountain. See, that's why they burn of, them. You could smell like a whole mountain of like sand flesh. That's going to make you hungry. You're going to want to come out, get a barbecue. Thank you. Okay, there we yes. go. I know it's common practice. That doesn't mean it's a good practice. Being an arsehole is common practice. Doesn't mean we should keep on doing it. Great advice, anyone. Dean. Great present. advice. Yeah. Don't be an arsehole. Listen to gravity. Eat your vegetables. This is, this is the kind of stuff you come here for. Um, let me just scroll my notes here. The... Um, I did like the train driver. I'll give you that. I thought the train driver in very minimal screen time. Have we not seen train drivers in every other train high sequence? Like, come on, guys, do yes. something different. Why but have we got a here's... train driver? We've done it so many times before. Here's how we put a twist on it. We've seen train mm-hmm. drivers. We've probably seen robot train drivers. I haven't watched everything. But I've never once seen a droid in Star Wars with this level of self-preservation. I don't know if we'd knife it self-preservation. Because what is he thinking? He just jumps out the fucking train. Is he I committing was. suicide? Or is he thinking that he's going to survive that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just whichever one sticks. Look, try it. Try it. Why not? He probably fears. Let's be, let's be honest. He probably fears that if he's captured, he'll be killed. Jumping off a train, at least there's a chance he'll actually survive. That's fair. He doesn't know that Boba Fett is trying to rule uh, justly. That's why he holds court at the end with the, uh, the, I guess you could call them hostages that he gets and pretty much gives them, gives them the opportunity to leave, offers them water and safe passage. Like, that's amazing. He holds court to let them know that they'll be okay and they'll be protected. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable. Um considering you know they they took they were just driving past like how long were they doing that for like they're doing a spice run every day and they'd like just shooting half a dozen raiders every day yeah um so they're they're pretty um they're pretty despicable they're lucky they got all that water like proper Mm -hmm. mad max vibes where when when the train busts open and they're all like going crazy for that sweet wet goodness anyway I, I got into that sentence. There is no way back out. Mm-hmm. You know, is what it is. So we got to assume that all this raider, like, because he's policing the badlands. Oh. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for that sweet wet goodness. Okay. Just me, and Josh, just a couple of moisture farming players out no. here. What can I say? <laughs> right. So how? How does this factor into the greater overall plot? Like, you think we're going to see these raiders like in the present timeline? Do you think we're going to have a bit of a cliche scene where some rival gangster comes in next week and just wipes them all out, and now Boba's back to like being angry? Uh, where do you see the plot going generally? 
I think the Tuscan Raiders are going to obviously come into it in the the start because it seems weird to show that he's developed this level of respect and and admiration amongst them, and then we don't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Star Wars or any kind of movie franchise has never gone the way I entirely expect it to. So I just don't. I just watch. I'm a passive watcher and I just look forward to the next episode. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested to find out where, where we're going to go. I'm assuming, like, we, I don't think we've met, like, our big bad yet. I feel like there's got to be more. You can't just, like, he can't have an epic 10-minute fight sequence with a heart. In episode yeah, well, it's six. only the second episode, so I don't think yeah. they need to necessarily establish the big bad right off the get go. I mean, we're bringing in the huts. They they want you to think that's the big bad. There's got to be more to it. I don't know. I mean, they are actually big and bad, but they're not the big yeah bad yeah. It's not shy shaming. I don't know. You think there's like really skinny huts as well? Like maybe we've just had a bad um, window of perspective on the huts. We're only pretty seeing sure the really based shitty on, ones. No, I'm pretty sure they're 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 large in size. Always, you know, maybe there's like some athletic huts. You know, it's like the hut Olympics and stuff, and they're doing like long jump. Maybe they are athletic for their species. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's like no gravity on their planet and they're just it's just floating blobs everywhere. I'm pretty sure the hot planet does have gravity. Right. So yeah. So this is why I'd like to stay more in like the present day stuff, is because I would like to get more from like what the setup has been, you know. Because they're saying like, oh, well, you're not running it like Bib Fortuna and you're not running it like um, Jabba. It's like, well, how is Bib Fortuna different? Because he was just a piece of shit as well, right? So, mm-hmm. so what, how how did they view Bib Fortuna? You know, did they respect him? Was it just fear? You know, what's the, um, the status quo between all these other little, you know, groups and settlements that, you know, they're not involved in the criminal stuff, but obviously... You know they're going to be affected by it. I'd like to hang out a little bit more in, you know, and speak to some different people other than the same like two Twi'leks. And I know we're only in episode two. There's there's room for plenty of Twi'leks. It's fine. You you don't agree? You're not Twi'leked out. No, we've had two episodes with like I think they maybe had seven minutes of screen time. Fair enough, fair enough. So once we've done the train stuff, we do the robe. Oh, we take the lizard back. By the way, it just opens it up, so the lizard's still alive when it's in there and it listens yeah. to him. You know, reminded me of the Matrix where. Agent Smith puts the, the uh, bug thing in him. The mm-hmm. fun stuff. So maybe the lizard comes back. Like, and how sanitary is that? Like, do they just pass that lizard around? Like, is that lizard being inside in every de- Tuscan? They're desert people. I don't think they care at this point. You know, that, that lizard's been in more orifices than Gene Simmons' tongue, I'm telling you. Looks the same. 
if you like Star Wars and you like Kiss references, you are on the right show. And for the last 10 minutes of this show, we have no dialogue, Josh. How can I follow the show and stay on target when they give me 10 minutes to show no dialogue? Bold strategy. You know, obviously he's communicating with the Raiders non-verbally. Then we've got like three different ceremonies. We had a whole start of the episode with pretty much non-verbal. The last episode where it was just him with the Tuscan Raiders. We have never been able to, to understand them. No. But and yet they do the physicality so well that you don't need it. What I'm worried about is that this show is going to lose viewers before it presumably gets to like some meatier stuff. Not to say that what we've got isn't meaty, but I can, un, you know, the reason I'm picking it apart is because I can understand why people would look at this and be, you know, it's derivative, it's slow, you know, not everyone's loving. I mean, we loving. got that. We got that. That's how you feel. That's not what I'm saying that I feel. I'm saying that I can see that people would feel that way. I'm enjoying the show. I wouldn't be watching it if I didn't. Mm. I mean, I would because I'd be doing this and I'd have to come here and tell all you fine people that I don't like it, which is not what I'm doing. To be clear, I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. It's just not blowing me away. And I just feel like we've seen everything we're probably not going to leave the planet which is fine but you need to kind of come up with some different scenarios on the planet that you're on then they did a train heist <laughs> what? Why? Why is... oh if they did a train heist then that's just a no but you said you want different you scenarios want. a train heist is a different scenario yeah but you know it's still like something you know not necessarily a train sometimes it's like a big land speeder vehicle or something it just mm -hmm. i don't know i just taking in a lot of the same stuff i'm ready for some plot you got any thing you'd like to address particularly before we start wrapping this thing up no oh, i liked it that's why i've been challenging you this whole episode <laughs> oh that's why yeah okay I can't wait till I love the shit out of episode three. What am I going to get challenged on then? Nothing, my, because you actually like the, the episode. Oh, so as long as they agree with you and like the episode, then... You say you like the episode, but then you complain about it. That's the, that's the thing, is you can critique the episode all you want. That's fine. What I really love is complaining, everyone. Hmm. So the more a show gives me to complain about, the higher I'm going to rate it. So this is definitely a 10 out of 10 because after not only watching the show, but doing this review show with you, I got many things to complain about. And I thought to, to wrap this up, that this episode was also directed by Robert Rodriguez because mm -hmm. the first one was, and I'd heard that he was doing like three or four out of the six. So then I assumed he would maybe do like the first two and the last two or something. And I was pleasantly surprised to see that he didn't. Whoever did this episode did a damn good job directing the, the action and like the pacing and just the music and all the stuff. Pretty that sure I did the cinematographer like. was the same person that worked on the thing. Oh, that's cool. I know um, Rodriguez is a big John Carpenter fan as well. So that all, that all ties in. And, you know, 
we finally, you know, didn't even mention this. We samurai stuff galore this week. Last week I was saying, oh, it's great. We're, we're going more for the Western angle. That'll make it different for Mandalorian. They're like, nope, you're going to get weapon making. You're getting robes. You're getting villagers getting attacked. You're getting all of that stuff. And I do like that stuff. It is just happens to be the same stuff that we got out of the Mandalorian. So again, I can see why some people would be finding this a, a struggle to get through. I, however, am not. And that is my final thoughts on this week's Boba Fett. You sure you haven't got anything else? You want to get out of here? Sure. Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me, uh, my little name down there, on Twitter at Kiwi underscore Jess underscore. Um, and then you'll find me on the Northern Entertainment Group channel, which is part of my channel. And I'll be talking uh, with Double D, Mr. Dan Delinsky, about Schmodown numbers. So that'll be interesting for someone who hates math. So it'll be me on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we'll be doing Northern Unwind, our second episode. Yeah, Soda, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, our second episode of Northern Unwind. And we'll be playing more games and talking more movies. So that should be really fun. That sounds great. And Soda, I'd just like to say real quick, don't just scroll back through the video, finish watching, refresh the page, and then watch from the beginning so we can get the extra view. Thank you. And you can find me on Twitter at DeanLewis2099. And we'll see you next week with one extra view. Thanks, Soda. <laughs> Peace out. Bye.